Podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about one of Andrew's most recent presentations at the Juno Exchange event. This is an event that Juno hosts to celebrate every single issue. And in this one, of course, the last one was the property issue. And what Andrew went through in this presentation are the actual details of term deposits versus property. So one of the reasons we believe that property prices have still been relatively buoyant even after COVID is because of the change in interest rates. And what's really important I believe, and I know many of you believe as well, it's not just to say that, but also to prove it with numbers. And so what we're going to go through today is, well, what do the numbers actually look like to a regular investor who's got perhaps 100k worth of savings? And what does it look like now when they're putting 100k into property versus term deposits? And what did that decision look like 12 months ago? And so Andrew's going to walk us through these numbers so you can actually see the return on investment difference that those drop in interest rates have actually made. Andrew, take it away. Yeah, so this is a really interesting one for me because we see this all the time. So working with investors on a daily basis, you often find out what their motivation is to invest in property. And by and by, it's you know long-term wealth. But I'm getting so many people at the moment with money in the bank feeling like it's wasted because of those small returns. And as a result, I'm working with people who wouldn't normally be the demographic of the of the clients that I work with. For example, I'm working with a client of mine who is actually the parent of one of my long-term clients, and he's bought a number of properties. He's referred his parents who are well into retirement. So normally speaking, these guys, because they haven't invested before, they don't really have the ability to go and buy a yield property outright. So therefore, I would normally just think, okay, well, you're just going to have to use the cash that you've got and you know, live on what you can. However, because their money at the moment is getting such a low return at the bank, they can put it into property and get a better cash flow return and still have an asset even when borrowing money. So let me take you through why. Let's run an example. 100K term deposit. A year ago, back in 2019, your one-year term deposit rate was 2.65. Today, it's about 1.15. So it's down 1.5%, which is huge. Like that's a massive decrease. And these Uh, are current. This is like 9th of October sort of numbers. Yeah. yeah. So the interest you get on 100K on the first one is $2,650. Now you're getting $1,150. But of course, interest is taxable. So you don't get to spend all of that money. So we take off tax. And let's say that you're in the top tax bracket, you get 875 off in the first example, 380 in the second. So your after tax return, if we look at it as a percentage, back in 2019 was 1.78. This year, 0.77. So you're down a percent. So it's made a huge difference to your after tax return. But that's not all. What we have to always remember is that inflation erodes the ability for us to spend our money and get the same this year as we did last year. Now, when we did this example, we only used an inflation rate of 1%. And actually, do you know what it was last year? It's about 1.5%, 1.6%. Right, but we didn't want everyone to go out and just <laughs> cry. Yeah, so so we just used 1%. So the real rate of return last year was 078 this year negative 0.23. So what does that actually mean, negative? That means that this year, your money 
is worth less than what it was last year, even though you've had it safely invested with the bank. And the sad thing there, and this is actually a really sad thing, is because interest is income, and therefore you pay tax on it, you're paying tax even though that real value of your wealth has decreased. Now, you've still got that money. You've still got $1,100 worth of interest, but because of that inflation rate, the true value of your money has gone down and you still pay tax. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's actually a really good way of putting it. The IRD one, you didn't. <laughs> they wouldn't put it that way, of course. No. <laughs> Okay, so then we take that same person that's got $100,000. If they just go out now and invest it in a property, as we know, you can borrow 80% from the bank. So therefore, you've got a $500,000 purchase, 100K cash in, 400K mortgage. Now, we're just going to run on basic numbers that we use all the time on this show, $500 a week income. And then we've said revenue of 26000 a year before vacancy. And then costs, we've allowed our mortgage. Now, a year ago, your 400k mortgage you could fix for a year at 3.55. This year, 2.55. And actually on a previous show, I was just talking about 1.99 from one of the banks. So they're coming down quick and you can beat your bottom dollars term deposit rates well as well. Now the interesting thing there is the term deposit rate fell 1.5% and the mortgage rate fell 1% in this example. So the term deposit rates fell an extra 50% than the mortgage rates. That is interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so then operational costs, we've assumed the same, $9,950, factoring in vacancy, maintenance, rates, insurance, all the rest of the stuff that we normally use. So the total costs last year, $24,150. This year, because of that reduction in interest rate, it's gone down to twenty. So what this means now is you've got income of $26,000. Last year's costs were $24,150. This year it's $20,150. Last year you made a profit of $1,850. This year a staggering $5,850. Now because property has some tax benefits like depreciation that you can offset your income with, we'll assume that actually you didn't have to pay tax on this. So therefore, even when we have inflation adjust, your real return on investment is 0.85 last year, 4.85%. You're getting a 4.85 return on your investment this year, that 100k investment plus your capital growth. And the important thing to note here is what changed. The real thing that changed, the major thing that changed is the 1% difference in the mortgage interest rate. So 1% on $400,000 worth of lending is four grand. It's four grand that hits the bottom line. And that's where you see that $1,800 cash flow a year bouncing up to $5,800. Now, what's really important to remember is that, yes, leverage impacts your capital returns. Leverage means that any capital gain you get is multiplied based on your deposit. But here you see an example of leverage really increasing your cash flow as well. So just to compare the actual returns, last year... 2019, the real return, so the after inflation return on term deposits and property were very similar. Term deposits were 0.78%, property 0.85%. So a little bit high cash flow return on property, nothing spectacular. And of course, takes into account that property is more risky than a term deposits. This year, things have dramatically changed. So as we said, term deposits, the real after inflation return, negative 0.23, but property up. 
to 4.85%. So there's a difference of about five percentage points there. Major, major difference. And look, this is where we often say there's market factors always working for and against you. So right now we're in a recession in New Zealand. Absolutely. We've got a lot of people who maybe are going to lose their job. There's a bit of uncertainty in the market. There's a bit of unknown out there. But we've got record low interest rates and we've got a lack of stock in a lot of places in New Zealand. So there's a lot of market factors working for you as well. And that's why you don't overcomplicate the market. You just get in and use the things that are for your benefit to help you grow a portfolio. And I think what we're saying here, the real lesson is that because of this change, and really this is a bit of a once in a a lifetime sort of thing, though I am wary of saying that and then having another once in a lifetime (laughs) thing happening in five years. One off factors, I think we called them in our webinar. But one of the things that is really different about this is that the interest rate has changed, but the inflation rate hasn't. So as the interest rates for term deposits have approached the rate of inflation, It is only now, for the first time in living memory, that the return on a term deposit or the return on a cash investment is nothing, is negative in real terms. The value of that is actually decreasing. And even if I look over the five-year projection we did, so what happens if the interest rate stays where it is for five years at 1.15% and we have a 1% inflation rate? Well, your cash flow on a term deposit over five years taking off tax would be just under 4K. But inflation at 1% over five years is 5.1%. So the cost of inflation was $5,100 and the return you got was $4,000 roughly. So you're losing $1,100 straight there because inflation, if taken as a cost, would be just over five grand and the return you got from a term deposit was four grand. So you lost money there in real terms, in inflation-adjusted terms, which is very important to realise why people would start to go for property. And of course, we haven't even discussed the capital growth there. And just run us through those numbers before we wrap up, because this is where it really changes things. So now if we add in capital growth on a half million dollar asset, and we're just looking at a five-year cash flow for both, firstly, your term deposit returns $3,912. The property returns $29,250, so a big difference there. Five-year capital growth on term deposit, nil. But for the property, that $500,000 property, if it gets 5% growth on average per year, that's $122,500. Actually, it's not 5% a year. That's actually based on the 24.5% oh, uh, increase that Treasury predicted. Yes, yes, slightly Slightly, slightly more conservative, but basically yep. the same. Yes, yes. And so the return on that 100K the term deposit is 3.91%. The return on property is 151.75%. It seems insane, but th- because that's looking at the return on the 100K that you've put in. So not only have you had better cash flow, but that return is massive. And so even if the market in New Zealand was relatively flat in certain areas for the next five years and didn't achieve what Treasury is predicting, that's okay. Even if it got half of that, you're doing okay. Much better than the money being sitting in the bank, costing you effectively. And what's important to note here is that many economists, or when you're reading the paper, will say, oh, interest rates. Interest rates are one of the reasons the property market is buoyant. What this really shows that 
you know, in this case, if you're including capital growth, you're either going to lose money through a term deposit of about $1,100 or you're going to gain perhaps 140 k in this example that we've just worked on. It's really important to look at the decisions that real investors are out there making about what they're going to do with their money because that gives you a really good sense of, A, the decisions people are making, but how they're going to react within the market. And even if you just look at the cash flow, if it's a yield-based investor, perhaps they are going to move from bonds or cash investments into the property market, and that's kind of what we're seeing here. So I thought you guys would really get a kick out of seeing those real numbers, seeing those numbers and seeing how people are making their decisions based in today's market. Let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, come along to our free in-person podcast events. These are happening next week and this is to celebrate the podcast anniversary and what we wanted to do was get in a room with you. We want to meet you. We want you to meet each other as well and so we can create this engaged community of property property investors, regular Kiwis who just want to get better, who want to improve their lives and become successful investors. I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes or also go to opspartners.co.nz slash pod event to register for your free ticket. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.